Wow, Dad, you got a podcast? That's really cool. Hey, wait. I'm gonna listen. It's fine. It, it's uh, fine. I tell you what, you were right. It did not feel like a three and a half hour movie. No, it did. I mean, I, it didn't to me, but, uh, like Sarai came downstairs. Um, and I want to say, yeah, I think we're like an hour, two and a half hours through. There's about an hour, a little over an hour left. Pardon me. And, um, she comes downstairs. She's like, is the movie over yet? I don't know. Why? She's like, oh, I was going to bake and vacuum. (laughs) I was like, uh. No. How much time is left? I don't know. Let me look. Oh, like an hour and ten minutes. She goes, gosh, this is a long movie. <laughs> and then we... They didn't no. feel that long. Mm-mm. And then Sarai, Sarai, dang it. And then Sandy, when it was done, she goes, that was like a four-hour movie? I was like, eh, 3.35, 3.40, something like that. Yeah, yeah. pretty long. Pretty long. No, it didn't. It doesn't. And I, I mean, I got up and got snacks and went to the bathroom, and it still didn't feel long. It still didn't feel long at all. So, man, I read an article. Uh, one of the film critics were talking about they hated that Leonardo DiCaprio played the character that he played. What do you? What does that even mean? Like they. That he played the imbecile, like he played the the dummy. Oh, I read that too. They wanted him to be the the Nero character, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I read that same one. I'm like, what the what? He he played the perfect character in the movie. And well, how did he play the dummy character? Just because he, I don't know, he come off kind of slow, like he couldn't figure out what his uncle was doing. It's- Kind of, I don't know what, I think he knew what his uncle was doing. He was just okay with it because he was benefiting from it. You know, he literally tells you, I love money. I I, love nothing more than money. He literally tells you who he is as a character. What's so surprising? Says it throughout the whole movie. Repeatedly. Yeah. I love money almost as much as I love my wife. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I didn't get that article uh, again, at all. Like, wait a second. That's the character though. Like you can't even get upset. I don't oh yeah, whatever. No, I think they just said they they felt he could have done better playing uh a different role. But I disagree. I he had I mean, next to Robert De Niro, he had the biggest part in the movie. Yo, De Niro in this was money. Loved the performance, hated the character. Oh, dude, he was fucking despicable. Disgusting. And he did it it so So well. Smoothly. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was was so good in this. For me, he stole the show. You think the real life character was that smooth? Had to have been. Had to. Bro, this story is crazy. It's actually really upsetting. It's, it's that... almost it's almost like, is this real? Right. It, it almost like, are is are you serious? Like, 
Well, I mean, it, it's gross. The mob's been doing... They're not like, yeah, whatever. But the fact that just... Why has nobody known about this? I don't did know. You, did you I... know this story? No. No, I didn't know. Yeah, we're in 2024. Dude. No. This shit happened it... 80 years ago. <laughs> and, how, and how many other stories do we not know about? That, that right? Like, yeah. Dude, first of all, the Osage people were Ball Lynn. Mm-hmm. That was what Dude, I love the opening scene, them dancing in the oil. That was good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. It's a very pretty movie, too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. They had chauffeurs, and it's so gross, the, the, the gold-digging aspect of... of like and and the guys just literally, I don't know. It was a weird dynamic, right? Just in total, like um, these ladies are like heiresses, right? They're princesses, basically. All of them. They all get this, depending on the family, obviously, right? Because you only get allotted so much money. But uh, I just don't understand how all these white dudes came in, married all these Indian ladies, and just started running shit? I just don't, like, what? I don't know. And I, then the part of the movie, it was where they had the meeting. I mean, they had plenty of meetings, but the, the one meeting where... Where the guy, the not the chief, but homie starts talking? He starts talking, and they talked about they hired a private investigator to uh, investigate the murders. And they're talking about... <clears throat> How the white the white yeah. man came in and all this stuff and with a bunch of white people there, I loved and, it. And yeah, and they don't work; they're just yes. bombs. Okay. Yes. So, so my question is, what? Why didn't you just run them off? That's what I'm saying. Just like, run them off. I would get it if the town was full of these ladies and they like weren't capable of taking care of themselves. But what the fuck were the guys doing? There was plenty of men there to run them off. And then you hear them talking about, oh, well, in the old days, we would have just killed them all because we were warriors. Y'all didn't seem very warrior-like when you let them come in and take over all your shit. I mean, if that would have happened in the film, I would have fully agreed with them. Like, hey, you got what you deserve. You shouldn't have treated them like that. Like, I just don't understand. That's the whole aspect of these white dudes coming in like, I mean, I get, like, the corruption aspect of it. Sure, whatever, that would have happened anyway. But the fact that, like, your women just got treated, like, I just that whole situation was a little um, frustrating. Yeah, it was. I, I just don't understand. It. I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, that was my biggest question. I was like, why, why, are, y'all, why, are, you, why are you letting this happen? Well, I mean, you run, like, I mean, bro, there you were basically the Saudis before the Saudis. Well, yeah. Right? So, like, if yeah. you think about it, how, the Saudis didn't let the white dude come in and fucking take over their shit, no. their property. So, is it is it Like, they, they still have oil companies in Saudi, right? The Did same they... way you got off the train and the oil companies were yelling for you to come work for them mm-hmm, to pick mm-hmm, you up. Mm-hmm. Like, I... 
they clearly need you. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So was it a was it a hope a hope thing? Like you, they hope that they'll do the right thing by their people. Either that, or maybe like um, um, ego again, right? Like think of it like because um, they were thought they were. It's going to sound, I don't know, God people. Does that make sense? Uh, no, not really. Like, I, I mean, think I think mean? maybe they just thought too much of themselves and kind of got a little blindsided. Like, oh, we went from obscurity, we found oil, and now we're literally the people in all of the planet. Nobody's wealthier. We have everything. So I'm wondering if it was a little bit of a, like a naive, not naiveness, but like, um, I don't know, like your shit doesn't stink type of situation, you know? Yeah, but that's not, I mean, but that's not going to like, that's not going to stop you from protecting your people. No, I, I just think, I think they thought they were more powerful than they thought they were, if that makes any sense. Possibly. Uh, right? And then, and then it escalated to where, like, there was... I mean, they were just killing people left and right, almost, it seemed like. Uh, yeah. There's, so, no tell, there's no telling what was going through their heads. It just... I think maybe it just escalated. And... Yeah, I don't know. But just uh, the, the scheming to... It's gross. It's and it does. It's yes. It's gross. It's a gross story, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because we're humans. Oh yeah, no, not even remotely. I mean, the mob's been the mob. I mean, there's not much. Yeah. You know. did, did, did you get gangs in New York vibes? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Especially yeah. that opening scene. Where he's in the oil. Uh, no, where he's coming off the train and all the train companies and he's kind of walking through the huddle. Oh, yeah. That that legit reminded me of the opening scene of Gangs of New yeah. York. He's coming off yeah. the boat and plowing through the city. Like, same, same, who, same, same. Vibes. Who was he? Who did he meet at the train station? Was it Henry? I think it was Henry. I think so. The one that ended up being in the melancholy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because he was a little befuddled. He was like, whose land is this? Because they're driving through it with all this. Oh, that's right. And he's like, the oil stacks. He's like, it's my land. And he's like, your land. Like, what are you doing driving me if this is your land? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I like, I like that they didn't translate everything either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like a lot of again, the conversations weren't translated, so I, again, I appreciate. Again, imagination. Because now you're left to think, what the hell are they talking about? Mm -hmm. And then now you, now you have to look at the context of the scene and try to piece it together. Mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. again, it's not just given to you on a platter. Like here, figure no. it out. Here, figure yep. it out. Yeah. I didn't know Brandon Fraser was in this movie. Yo, that shit, I literally, my eyes went, what? <laughs> what yep. 
I'm telling you, him when when I heard when I heard John Lithgow's voice. Yes, did a same. I didn't see when, that one. Yeah. When he first showed up on screen, the camera was behind him. Mm-hmm. And then he said something and I went, No way. They come over his shoulder, don't they? Not yeah, shoulder. they did. They spun the camera around. Yeah. And then Frazier showed up in the uh in the courtroom. I'm like, wait a second. I've watched things on TikTok about this film. I've seen the trailer. Never, never seen it. How's what allowed? That cord situation. That was crazy. He is my client. That was wild. I don't. I like, don't how can they? That. How can the FBI have you? But then you. That was a weird. That whole scene was weird. Right, and then he, then they let him go out of oh. custody. Well, they did it because he had promised to testify. No, I know. That's why they let him see his wife. That's why they let. Yeah, him... But why would you? The guy that you're about, you're asking to testify against the people who are literally murdering people left and right. You're mm-hmm. just gonna let him go. To go see the people? That's bananas. Yeah. I don't understand that part. Like, they could have just murdered his ass. I mean, if it was Las Vegas, he would have died. He could have gotten in a car accident on the way to the fucking house. Like, come on, bro. That was just... Yeah, I don't know about... I don't know about that. I don't know about that scene. Now that you say that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is gonna be mean. It, it uh, could. They could have left a scene out where you know what I'm talking about, where they're in the with the the two oil tycoons, and Brandon Fraser's like screaming at him. That scene. Yeah. That whole. Like, yeah. It would have made more sense if they would have just let him go see his wife and kids. Do that again. That and and then he walks into the house and like all of the white people in town are just shoved into that home. Just staring at him while while he's getting berated by the lawyer. How does what the f- what? That shows you how deep the corruption ran. It's wild, dude. It's like whoa, and then the fact like and then the scene where where Robert De Niro paddles him. Oh, I did not know what was coming there, dude. You didn't was, know what I was, was coming. Waiting. No, I was waiting for like a finger to be chopped off or like. No. Like some crazy, that was pretty funny. Just getting paddled. I was a Freemason. <laughs> well, the second he walked in, I saw the Freemason logo on the wall, and I went, "Oh, this makes sense. Uh, He's a Freemason." And then he said, "What did he say? He's thirty second, thirty second, yeah, thirty second Freemason." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, all right, that makes sense." So, what were you gonna say? This sounds mean, but what? Oh, uh, the uh, the Matt Damon knockoff was did a great job. Jesse Palmer. Oh, that played the uh, FBI agent. Yeah, bro. Did he not look like? I he's never looked more like Matt Damon ever in anything he's ever done. Because if you didn't know who the fuck this gentleman was, you'd be like. Yo, they did a really good job de-aging Matt Damon. <laughs> like, you... 
he just walked up and at, at glance you you yeah bro that's mad name yeah it's in this movie that was mad name <laughs> that was not just palmer they fucking tricked everybody he <laughs> there's like a scene where he's got his cowboy hat on and he's standing and he's kind of got like his uh his arms on his on his waist uh-huh. and he's kind of looking down i'm like bro do you even stand like Matt Damon for this movie? What's going on? Or you're like, hey, Matt, how do I be you in this one? <laughs> do you, do you, hey, do you think you think that was, you think that was Scorsese? You think that was Scorsese's plan? Hey, look, Matt Damon. Matt Damon was busy, so this what I need you to do. <laughs> when he can make it, you look just like him, though. Let's get. Don't don't stand like that. This is how Matt was standing. This is how he stands. <laughs> That's funny, oh, dude. I, that was funny, but he was great too. He was good. He was great. I loved the little like, you know, for how smart his character was, uh, De Niro's character. Like he did some dumb stuff too, though. Like just, I, I think he really thought he was untouchable because you could see it even in the end. He was like delusional of like his power level. You know? Well, yeah, because from and he turned himself in. Turned himself in. He's like, no, come on, son. Put the cuffs on. No, it's okay. Come on. And then after it's all over, spoiler alert, when he does go to the penitentiary, he's writing the people. Yeah. Like, I love you guys. Uh, I'll see you soon. Uh, don't You're... worry. Things are great. The king and, shall return. <laughs> and then he ends the he ends the letter by saying, your true friend. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait. No, like if everything's out in the open, like they know what you did, they yeah. know what you tried to steal. So that the so that, that begs that begs the question: What happened to all that paperwork? Mm. What what happened to all the paperwork stating that the head rights and the oil and all that you know trickled down to? Did that all dissolve whenever uh, they got divorced at the end of the movie and it all went to her? Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. You know what was great, too? Just thought about that. While you were talking, you just made me think of this. The... They were so like, oh, we got to get help. Nobody here wants to help us. Uh, well, I mean, granted, because your deputy sheriff was the guy murdering all of y'all. But, uh, um, the FBI was there for a while mm-hmm. undercover. Because mm-hmm. when he went to the bank, no, when he went to the insurance agent, the insurance agent was an FBI agent. Yep. So when he went and took out that policy on Henry that never paid out, which was gangster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they knew. They knew. Because the, the Indian dude was there for a while too, right? He showed up way before. Right? And he had he said he had family ties to... Uh, it was a That's different... Right. It was a the different... Cherokees or something? Or... I can't remember... Okay. But yeah, he's something. Mm-hmm. That's right. He, that's he right. Family that's right. ties. He yeah, he showed up way before. Bro, let me ask you a question. Which makes sense. 
Because I think this scene was improvised. Do you know which one I'm about to say? No, dude. That's no, a long no. movie. It was, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Sandy saw it too, so I don't know if you saw it. Um, when the Mad Damon knockoff, Jesse Palmer, shows up at uh, Leo's door for the first time, and mm-hmm. uh, Leo freaks out and then goes to the party, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to talk to his uncle. I I don't know how much of that scene was improvised, but I'm willing to bet money that when they're over by the cars... They're by the car, and Robert De Niro kind of manhandles him. Could you see him smiling? Mm-hmm. Because you see it... A, you see it a little bit throughout that scene. There's a couple of times where he has like a little smirk on his face when Leo's getting it. But when Leo gets in on him kind of close into his face, you can see De Niro pull back with a like a Kool-Aid smile on his face. Like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> let's play, buddy. Like, you can see it on his face, dude. I, because that immediately afterwards is when he grabs his ear and pushes him into the other car. Like uh-huh. you could see him like, oh, that's where we're going. Let's have fun. And he grabs his ear. Dude, it was I <laughs> we watched it three, four times. I was like, dude, he's definitely like, oh, okay, Leo, let's play. Yeah. It was it was so good. It had to have been improvised. Had to. Just from that reaction alone. I was like, oh, this scene had to have been improvised. There's no way he gets that excited. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> want scene. I wonder if we could find out if it was improvised. You know what I mean? It was so good. It was good. He was great, dude. De Niro was was fantastic. Oh, I am probably gonna hold on. No, I don't think I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is probably Leo's best role. I was so. This is, in my opinion, and I'm just thumbing through his catalog of what I can remember. This is probably his best role. I was watching this movie, and do you remember when we were talking about how in the holdovers, the whole Leo Giamatti discussion? Yeah. Leo is a he's not a he's not an actor he's a he's a movie star he is a movie star because it's literally you're right i i don't know i mean i know when you say it you're like yeah you're right but then with it being so fresh in my head and then this and then watching killers um he it is the same performance every time this one was a this one yeah and that's why I say this is his best performance, in my opinion, because this was the performance that was so the furthest from Leo. I don't know, because it, it it reminds me of his character in Django, just not as as fucking vicious and like, uh, I well, guess the, the the only other performance I can think that was far from Django. And I mean, like mannerisms the way you are is what's eating gilbert great oh you're going way back okay yeah so i'm trying to cover what i can remember of all his films so 
but even even with you know Inception, Titanic, like oh, I think this is his best role. I think he did. I think he killed it. Like in the jail scene, mm-hmm. when the when the FBI he finds out about his daughter, yeah, and he loses it. He almost had me. Like I felt it. Like it was you know that knot right here. Yeah, I, f- I felt it. Yeah, that was a pretty gross scene too. Because then you have De Niro come in, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, son." Oh, he, oh man, his character grossed me out through the whole movie. Just disgusting, or like and he, just how nice he was to the Indian, like the Indian, like, "Oh my, he's with he's with the Lord, son." And just what a gross, gross human being. I'm just it never ceases to amaze me how how disgusting people are to other people. No, I just. It, as much as it grossed me out, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't no. surprised. I was like, oh, this son of a bitch. This son of a bitch. And then he gets out of the penitentiary. But I just... And then he gets out. And he's he's allowed to die in a nursing home. To 87 or 89 or 80 whatever too much time. That's what that what? is. Well, like, yeah. Why this, this might guy... be heartless. Like why was he not? Go ahead. Why was he not hung in the like the 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 middle of town? Yeah, tarred and feathered. Like yeah, I I have <laughs> zero problem with disgusting people getting treated disgustingly. I have yeah. zero. I would lose no sleep whatsoever. I think a majority of the United States are like over that. that situation. Over that, like you, you do things like that, or you hurt a child, or yeah. a woman, or an elderly person. They have no remorse for you. No, none. No. Matter I'm of fact, I, I, I'd, I'd be cooking up the most vile, disgusting the things I could think of for these individuals. That should be a job. Like figuring out, like, like, uh, like the, the, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like if. I don't know. Humans are disgusting enough. That'd be a very popular job. Yeah. Like people would, people would be like, how much? $10 an hour? I got it. You'd be like, okay, so this person did this. Now imagine. It's funny, but it's not funny. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then we had like 40 dudes come out. You know, just crazy shit. It'd be great. I don't know. Um, I, dude, I love the way he did the ending. What'd you think? Oh my god, the play! So clever. That that's, that had, that is that, the best way to do a wrap up. If I've ever seen a way to do a wrap up, it was amazing the way they did the folly sounds. It was so good. Where the guy's banging on the typewriter and then moving a fork. He's got this scratching, like somebody's writing on pencil and paper. It was great. And then the different people came in and do the voiceovers. I would pay money to go watch that. Yeah. Something like that. If if they're going to tell a story like that, I'd go watch it. It'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. That actually would be like a nice, a fun little niche uh, like traveling act, you know, to take mm-hmm. across the country. That wouldn't. I, what do they call? Should what do they? Do what, 
what do they call them where it's a uh, there's a name for it where they they do the play while you're eating dinner hmm. this is dinner theater dinner theater yeah yeah i was yeah. gonna i was gonna say dinner and a play but i knew that wasn't it so I mean, it's kind of it's kind of similar to that but uh, have you ever done one no it's no. such a cool experience yeah yeah i went and saw uh cats hmm. uh it was a dinner theater thing it wasn't like on broadway or anything it was in virginia mm-hmm. dc maybe it was dc either way it was cats we went through uh the waiters and waitresses were the were the actors and the actresses in the play, mm-hmm. so that was kind of gangster. So because they we sat down, you know, they take your order, uh, and then like, hey, play's about to start. You won't see anybody until uh, intermission. Oh like, yeah, obviously makes sense, <laughs> right? I'd be like, I'd be annoyed if you fucking popped up like mid act one. I'd be like, bitch, get out of my face. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to watch a play here. You guys still... doing okay? You guys doing okay? Like, I was. I'm, yeah, I was. I'm trying to watch. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting, we're kicking it. And then the waitress comes up full costume, bro. Makeup still on. Obviously, they just came off the stage. They're not taking it off. That'd be retarded. So then literally she just shows up and I thought it was like, they were just doing a thing of like, Oh, we'll walk around while everybody's. Yeah. You know, they were, they were in the play. Oh yeah. She just straight up came up and she goes, Hey, can I get you guys? I was like, we're like, Oh, Whoa. Okay. We didn't know that that's what was happening here. I just thought you were waiting tables and then you had other people doing the other stuff. That is super super fun. It was really, really fun. And then afterwards we're just like sitting and, we're not sitting, but like we're walking out the door. They're all in the in the foyer, whatever you want to call it, entrance to the building, uh, lobby. That's what those are called, lobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in the lobby and just photo ops. You know, it was super fun. That's awesome. Super fun. The other one we did was like, um, I guess it, I don't know if it was dinner theater, but we went to, when we were in Pigeon Forge. We went to uh, uh, it was like a Hatfields and McCoy situation. But it was mm. uh, it was called the lumberjacks, so it was two mm-hmm. lumberjacking families, and they did the cutting trees and climbing up things, and they had the whole play set up. And the whole time, uh, it's like uh, you remember in Cable Guy, they go to the the middle mid medieval. Do yeah. you know what I'm talking about? It was basically yeah, the, that the medieval restaurant. Yeah, we yeah. basically did that, but it was like a lumberjack Hatfield and McCoy story. That was super fun too, dude. Was it? And how was it set up? Just like the medieval times, like a stadium seating going back up. Like oh, that. really? And okay. Big, yep. And then you got the big pit in the middle. Yeah, they had like a little pool for water. You know, so it was like a lake or a river, whatever. It was fun. It was a good time. That does sound fun. Did you tear up when Scorsese started reading uh, her obituary? Uh. No, but I don't I know was, why. I was surprised he popped up on stage. I had a little emotionalness happen when he was reading it. I don't I think because he, he was a little emotional too. You can hear it in his voice. Yeah, he was because I've seen a few interviews where he's like, like he's like, I feel this story in my bones. Moved your leg. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Scorsese's like, I feel this story in my bones. Like it has to be told. Yeah. So it was, was only, not wrong. It was not only right. For, it was only right for him to close the movie out like that. He said, uh, there were no mention of the murders. Dude, I did not know this. I just saw this. I don't know if you knew this. Hmm. The investigation into Elsage County was the first investigation presented to the FBI. That was their very first investigation. Wow. No, I didn't know that. Holy know that. crap. You know what scene surprised me? Hmm. Whenever the FBI agent went to the salon where De Niro's getting shaved and he's like, who are you? Where are you from? So he he tells him everything and he goes, I can't remember what the line was, but he said, yeah, he's like, uh, sitting here by J. Edgar Hoover. And as smart as De Niro's character was and like, uh, yeah, oh, don't know him. he goes, nope, don't know who that is. That's right. That's right. And I didn't even like, clock that. Wait, really? You don't know who that is? Well, you're about to find out. I think it's a I think it was a great film. Uh, uh I would rewatch this movie. I was gonna ask you that earlier. I would I would rewatch this movie. This is a film. This is a film. This is a film that I wanna I wanna sit down with the kids with and, and watch it with them. Uh I think the globe should watch mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Dude, I'm about to read something, okay? Okay, go ahead. Lily Gladstone was in the process of registering. That's the girl that plays uh, Molly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, Lily Gladstone was in the process of registering for a data analytics course and entering her credit card information when a Gmail notification alerted her to a request for a Zoom meeting with Martin Scorsese. That's wild. As this was during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, Gladstone was considering career change due to the dry spell, like a lot of actors. Uh, according to Leo, there was no reading. Marty just instinctively knew Lily was the one. There was a truthfulness in her eyes, and he saw even that he saw even over a computer screen. I've never known Scorsese. I've never, that was terrible writing. I've never known Scorsese meet somebody, okay? To, I'm assuming to meet somebody and then immediately afterwards have his gravitational pull and instinct to say, let's not wait another minute. That's some outside forces right there. I mean, he I wasn't mean, wrong. I, I mean, when you know, you know, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't wrong <laughs> at all. Matter of fact, I read something the other day that she is getting bombarded with offers now. <laughs> and rightfully so. She should be. She was fantastic. She was rightfully. fantastic. Bro, this is funny. Check this out. De Niro was irked by DiCaprio's frequent ad-libbing, <laughs> according to Scorsese. 
Every now and then, Bob and I would look at each other and roll our eyes a little bit, and we'd tell him, you don't need that dialogue. <laughs> so I guess Leo likes to improv a lot, apparently. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, he, play he played the perfect character to improv, too. Because his character, was that your stomach? Yeah, you could hear Yeah, you hungry? Uh, no, we just switched roles from yesterday, though. That's funny. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, because he plays the perfect character that's not tactical and persuaded easily. And he's just spontaneous because he's going to go with the flow type of person. So it just makes sense for him to ad-lib that character. You know what I'm saying? So this is... This is Lithgow's uh, first time working with Scorsese, and he, and he goes, he goes, it's a, it was a bucket list uh, thing, right? That makes but sense. He goes, he goes, he goes. Uh, I would have. Uh, he stated that he gladly would have taken charge of the craft service table just to be in the company of Scorsese's ensemble. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. That says a lot about Scorsese coming from John Lithgow, because he is, he's up there. Like, he's good. That's awesome. He is. I agree, I agree. So William Hale was 45 when the Osage murders began. Dude, and Robert De Niro's 80. Like currently. Oh, so his real life character, his I mean the real life person was forty five. Forty five. How hmm. long did how long did it stretch for? Because mm. the only time frame they gave us that I can remember was when there were said when the investigator came in from out of town and he was sitting at the table with De Niro and his wife. No, I mean, sorry, Leo's character and his wife, and they and he was going over the things that had happened. He's like, "And your sister died from the illness two years ago." <laughs> but the murders had been going on and continue to keep going. So I wonder how long the murders span yeah, for. I'm not sure. I don't know if they have that information, dude. Uh, I mean, you probably dig it up, but. Okay, a couple more real quick. Okay. Dude, this movie, how much do you think it costs to make this movie? I don't know. $200 million. Does Whoa. that not seem excessive? I don't know. Dude, I don't, like, I don't know anything about the movie as far as the practicals, the CGI. Like, if you have a big CGI team that has to, to build the city and stuff, then maybe... Dude, they spent $160 million on The Irishman, and they had to CGI everybody's faces for the whole movie. How does that... Dude, Matrix Resurrection spent 190 So how do you spend 200 Inflation. On the... But where are the, where are the effects? And you're talking about The Matrix. I don't know. I have no idea. You still got it. That's insane, dude. 
Ooh, I mean, yeah, but you got Scorsese's got a salary, De Niro's got a salary, Leo's got a salary. That's true. Leo's is twenty milli. That if they're all getting their twenty millis a pop, that adds up real quick. You right? Yeah, like I don't know what they got paid, but you gotta, you know, you gotta earmark that money to to pay your your crew. So I wonder if was it shot on location? Yeah, in Oklahoma. Okay. Listen to this crazy shit. De Niro first recommended DiCaprio to Scorsese after working with De Niro uh, on This Boy's Life in 93. So, in all honesty, we have De Niro to thank for the seven films that have happened since between Leo and Scorsese because apparently De Niro isn't like a nice person i guess really uh, well, yeah and i've heard many many times but like here it says this was rare because the nero never recommended any other actors to anybody so and then he said then it says scorsese remember this years later and casted him in 2002 so almost 10 years later for gangs of new york and then they just ran off after that well i mean obviously scorsese didn't just take de niro's word for it he probably did a little bit of research i would assume i would assume he watched some like you know he watched a couple films or something because that was that was a huge movie gangs of new york so good dude yeah it's funny that that and because you get those vibes in this movie now, if that's true about Robert De Niro and him not, I say, I'm not going to say him because I don't know the guy. Let's say he's hard to work with, set in his ways. Do you think that he's like that now because he's older or he's always been like that? I think probably even more so now because this goes back to, I mean, we've, we've touched, I don't know if we've touched on it on here, but uh, you you hear you're the shit for so long. At some point, you start believing it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I can only. Yeah, but is that the case, or is it just a case of I have eighty-two films underneath my belt. I like things a certain way. This is how I work. Like you can't go in. You can't go into a house that's being built and start running the electrical a different way because you're gonna piss somebody off. No, but I mean, I've read where he, like, he gets honorary over some shit that, like, it's like, all right, guy, I get it, but, like, you know, pump your brakes a minute. Like, I, he, he's had some of those, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just, I, so what, so what do you do in that situation? Do you just bow to the crown and you're like, okay, cool. You want it this way? We're going to do it this way. Eventually, if I keep at it, my time will come and then I'll be able to say, hey. I don't, yeah, I don't want to Yeah, I mean, you could do that. But at the same time, I just don't understand why. And maybe it's a fear thing because he's De Niro. He's a legend, whatever, whatever. And your career, I don't know, because he's connected. I don't know if that all comes into play. But I feel like if you if you were to be like, hey, De Niro, I understand you're De Niro. And I understand I'm not you. And I haven't, I don't have 87,000 films in my repertoire. However, I also am a grown-ass man. And yeah. as far as you go you're also another grown-ass man so why we just talk to each other like grown-ass men instead of uh 
a dickhead and a newbie. How about that? Yeah. You can just have that conversation with him instead. I don't know. I kind of feel like if you had that kind of a blunt conversation, you might not be working in the industry that long. It's kind of like you got to, it's kind of like you got to, you can't hurt people's egos. You got to take your licks. You got to take your licks. You know, you got to, what do they call it? You got to pay your dues. Like you got to pay your dues. It's like your initiation into the gang. Kind of. Yeah. The sorority. The sorority. Yeah. Yeah. Fraternity. Yeah. And both. They're, they're, they're both disgusting as well. Yeah. So, uh, before we get off, I have a, I just read something that's pretty funny. When he was spanking Leo, the board, cracked good that's hilarious <laughs> it's splintered in the in the middle of the battle and cracked in half i just read that <laughs> oh jesse oh. Plumman's turned down the role of ricky and nope to the lead role right that uh-huh. went to steven yen he turned it yeah. down to play this role good call and uh, I guess the reason it was $200 million is because Leo alone got paid 30 his highest check to date. That's disgusting. That is... I don't understand those numbers. I mean, I, like, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be paid, but... Uh, I don't understand. I mean, we that's a tangent. We could start a whole other podcast on that, but I don't understand those numbers. That's wild to me. It's crazy. That is insane. But who am I? What? Who am I? So. No, dude, they like remodeled streets in Oklahoma to make well, it look like the 20s. Okay. Well, there's your budget right there. That makes sense. So he, but he, so uh, I guess do some practical shit's expensive. Yeah. But you were there though. Like you felt like you were there. So Brendan must have shot this like right after he did the whale, right? Because he was still pretty heavy. Uh probably, but I haven't seen anything about him losing the weight either. Oh, he's going to, because they're like they're talking about bringing the mummy back with him in it. Like, oh, he'll be. Don't you worry about it. We're gonna see Brendan Fraser of old before before too long. I wouldn't be surprised. You think so, dude? Let's be honest. First of all, I have no idea what happened in Hollywood to where Brendan Fraser got fucking just blacklisted because he was the guy, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. Think about it. He was the, the Matthew McConaughey before McConaughey. Like, yeah. He was doing all the movies. Blast from the Past, fantastic movie. Love it. Uh, Tarzan, nope. George of the Jungle. George of the, the Jungle. Mummy, uh, he had that movie the, with... Uh... There's a movie that he did. He was young. Very young. He did it with... Did he do uh... Raising Arizona? No. That was Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But he did, didn't he do I mean, it with Nicolas Cage and. Oh. Or no. Was it Sandler? Know. I don't know. Whatever. God damn I mean, it. I'm thinking he, the other actor he he played in this this film with. 
Pesci. Joe Pesci. Pesci. Do you ever seen With Honors? Joe Pesci plays a homeless guy. Brandon Fraser is a college student. And the, the premise of the story is, I can't remember how Joe Pesci gets his hands on Brandon Fraser's college thesis. Like he needs this to graduate. Okay. But he's always oh, living underneath the library and he got his hands on it and he's burning the thesis to keep warm. And Brandon Fraser finds him. He's like, you can't, bu you can't burn that. I need that to graduate. And he's like, well, I need it to keep warm. You know, now we're at a crossroads because I need this and you need this. So he literally blackmails him to move into Brandon Fraser's home with four other college roommates living there. And Joe Pesci's in the, in his character in the movie is actually college educated. Huh? If you can find that movie, it's one of my favorite movies. I don't know if a whole lot of people, every time I talk about it, like I've never seen that movie. It's, hmm. it's late eighties. I think late eighties. Great film. Great film though. So anyway, hmm. Uh, yeah. Great film. It did not feel like three and a half hours long. No, it, this is a must watch. Not in the sense of like, um, not even from I mean, a even, cinematic standpoint, no. from just like this story needs to be told. Yeah, just, uh, Scorsese was right. This, this, this is from like human history standpoint, every single human being who can comprehend and put things together should watch this film. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, I mean, dude, this, I was pissed off the whole time I was watching this movie. I got, yeah. JJ Abrams was going to do this. Thank God he didn't. No offense to JJ, but it just doesn't seem like his type of it's, storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JJ, not for you, dude. <laughs> No. Not for you. Anyway, everybody go watch it, dude. Yeah. Great and film, do that. So. Everybody watch it. I'm going to watch it. Watch. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, not the youngest one. Definitely the older ones. They're going to... I'm going I'm to I'm make them watch it. I'm going to carve out some time. Like, you have to watch this movie. You have to watch this movie. Yeah. So... So anyway, I mean, this honestly, like this is American history. If you think about mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. that wasn't taught uh, uh, along with many. But anyway, th that's another tangent. Uh, yeah. For next time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Later. Later, man.